Hi everyone, it's Jules here again with another Brief Explainer podcast. As always, our Brief Explainers take an element of debating and speaking and explain it simply with tips and takeaways for you and your students. If you'd like something a bit longer, why not try our Brief Explainer videos? And as always, please feel free to email us if you'd like to, uh, us to answer a debating or public speaking question. Today, everyone, our topic is effective language and manner for debating. Although presentation is far less important in debating than the matter being conveyed, there are aspects of the way you impart your ideas that are worth thinking through and getting right. It's also important to understand that we want to encourage debaters to enjoy their speaking roles and to do so in a natural, individual and conversational manner. Here are the main points we'll be looking at. While there is room to develop a personal speaking style, the delivery of a speech should be much more conversational than lecturing. How humour can provide valuable relief in a speech? Being logical in your arguments should be matched by being reasonable in the way you express them. Rehearsed and pat phrases should be avoided. Also well worth avoiding a strange assertive mannerisms. So to our points in detail. Expressing your personality through your speaking style is welcome in debating. It's actually refreshing for adjudicators to hear someone who sounds authentically like themselves with their own expressive quirks as long as their manner is basically conversational and their ideas constructed logically. A genuine personal manner of talking, including one where the speaker pauses to think and consider what they will say, is by far more preferable than some sort of robotic, rapid-fire lecturing delivery. In much the same way, the use of humour in debates is welcome and can valuably underscore personal style while adding an element of relief from relentless attempts to convince by straightforward argument. It should be remembered, though, that just as debating should not be a chance to berate or harangue your opposition, the use of humour shouldn't go so far as to border on being a stand-up comedy routine or, importantly, on being personally insulting in an attempt to be funny. By trying to be persuasive, there's an unfortunate tendency for debaters to exaggerate the benefits of their arguments by surrounding them in hyperbolic language. Such a strategy only tends to obscure the real value of the argument you're making or even distract the speaker from, from proving it properly. In much the same way, an attempt is often made to minimise the ideas of the opposition by misrepresenting them in a weakened form in the mistaken belief that this will help your case. Really, everyone, it's far better to take the best possible version of the other team's arguments and then explain why they are still faulty. Working hard to find weaknesses in a good idea is far more effective than easy shots or cheap shots that straw man their case. Similarly, while high modality language can help explain complex ideas, it's good to resist the temptation to show it off for its own sake. This is especially true for flamboyant, emotive or empty rhetoric. It may sound convincing, but such hollow devices should be avoided because they carry no meaning and they exaggerate that you're, everything about what you're saying. It's also wise to avoid practiced or rote expressions. Pat phrases like being proud to propose or oppose, 
statements like it is scientifically proven or there's a massive problem in the world today or now I'd like to point out some serious and obvious flaws in the opposition's case. Those sort of set phrases do little except use up time or set up a response in an unhelpful way for the speaker themselves. Working to prove your ideas step by step using simple direct language is far better than trying to assert their value up front in some sort of blanket statement. Exaggerated mannerisms are some of the strangest things debaters have been known to do. When they gesture assertively, hold out the lapels of their blazer, or repeatedly flick back their hair, these behavioural quirks are at best distracting, and at worst can be intimidating or rude. Okay, to wrap up, things to take away um, as reminders. The fundamental thing to remember is that while avoiding glib or extreme means of expression, um, is it, while that's important in debating, there is still plenty of room for a wide variety and subtlety of style in the way you deliver your ideas. Speaking naturally doesn't exclude the use of valuable tools such as irony, analogy, and the variation of stress, tone, and pace. Sophisticated word use can be valuable too if it hits the mark by explaining things clearly rather than clouding them in a verbose smokescreen of words. Being generous in your interpretation of the other team is a strength, not a failing. Recognizing the truth of this will in itself go a long way to making you a reasonable speaker who is also engaging and enjoyable to hear. That's it for today, everyone. Email us if you'd like a question answered. Info at consensuseducation.com. Bye, everyone.